You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Shema Fede. Hi. Um, Shema, what's happening now where you are? Um, it's, it's April 14th now in 2021. It's been almost a year of the pandemic. Um, yeah. What has it been like where you, where you are? And where are you exactly? Well, I'm where I'm like three years ago. Uh, I got a, a baby and I got a house. And uh, like since three years ago, I'm still uh, like on this project uh, of uh, being like with a small uh, baby. And uh, I mean, now he's a grown up a bit and uh, re- reconstructing a house. And last year and this year, it's also dedicated to this process uh, that for me was very transforming because uh, I learned a lot and um, about building process, but also because this house that I'm speaking about is something that was intended to be destroyed because it's 100 years old and I'm saving it, I'm recuperating it, healing it. And for me, it's very important. Uh, and where is the house end, exactly? It's, it's actually near um, where I live now. It's in Zemun in Belgrade. It's all part of uh, Belgrade, Zemun. And uh, it will be my studio because now I have a very, I don't have space to work, uh, and uh, I'm re- very looking forward to this uh, space. Also. So this house is something that is built like 100 years ago, and uh, it really opened my uh, mind to thinking about natural building, because I live in. So city tell me a little bit about the building because that's exciting. You bought this building. Yes. Is it, um, is it kind of. Uh, like a farmhouse, an apartment building. You're you're, you're in a city, <laughs> well, so I, yes. I can't imagine. I, I live, yes, but it, yeah. It, I mean, Serbia it's quite different than America, and uh, it's a uh, Zemun, Belgrade. It's a city. It's an old city, and Zemun is even more older. And with, uh, I mean, it's not so much urbanized in sense of new buildings, but it's um, very much going in this direction of old houses being destroyed for bigger buildings, for more uh, apartments and stuff. So this house, mm-hmm. it's uh, like 100 years old, and uh, it's, a not, it's a small house uh, with several residents in the yard, and uh, it has a nice facade in sense of relief, but very destroyed. Uh, so I want to save all this. And uh, when I discovered that the house was built with a... Um, uh, solid brick and earth mortar. It opened my mind to think about this building with earth because uh, here it's despised cement, beton, everything is like a quick building being impermeable. And actually mm-hmm. I discovered these ideas of healthy, natural, and uh, it survived 100 years. And so it really raised my respect for building. And also I found it linked to my artwork because I'm a collagist. So this reuse and uh, saving old and throw, thrown away things, uh, it's important for me. And uh, I didn't find uh, support by constructors and engineers. They were all like tear it apart, throw it, you know, destroy it. Uh, but through conservationists, you know, and uh, through internet community uh, especially, I discovered good forums in Germany and Estonia, 
Now you mean Spirit forums to help you to help you save the the, the building and yes, restore yes, it. Yes, yes, to learn. Yes, to learn a lot about it. Especially what they learned is that in Serbia, Yugoslavia, Balkan, actually this culture of uh, building with natural materials was very developed. Uh, and um, for example, I discovered materials that are usually expensive abroad, like uh, insulation with reeds. It's like bamboo, you know, and uh, here it's very <laughs> not expensive and it's excellent material that protects through uh, this uh, uh, electromagnetic radiation and has beautiful smell and it uh, doesn't destroy like rock wool or other things that cause allergies. So it's very exciting, but very slow process. And done well, it, by it, me. It, yeah, it's a, yes, it's a very ambitious project. So you're doing this. You're doing this alone with with, with helpers. Yes, yes. yes, with my uh, family and friends. I mean, it's very slow because the constructors didn't want. To, they they were like, "Oh, you're crazy," <laughs> because they want things to be quick uh, and, and done. And for me, it's more like uh, let's do it uh, not so expensive and slow, but uh, to be sure to understand what's going on. And um, it's a small space, but it will be just good enough uh, for my small family and for studio. And I'm very and you're, looking and forward. And you have a small child, a boy or yes. a girl? Yes, a boy, and he's not yet sleeping, though it's like half past midnight here. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very exciting time. Like it started to an 18. So this this period with the corona stuff, I didn't really feel it. I did feel it, like all my colleagues, being locked. But I had big focus on these two areas. Mm. So, yeah, that, but, so that takes up all of your time because you're always really working on the house, right? Yes, so with a, yes, yes. Uh, so many decisions. So, yeah. <laughs> because this is, uh, in our mind, uh, we are so much blocked you know, with cement, with beton, with the impermeability. And the old houses, actually, they need to breathe. And this mm -hmm. idea, it's important. And wow, it's really opening my mind. And look, I'm looking forward to the to experience to live in this kind of space. I love that. So by old houses needing to breathe, you mean they need, they need air exchange? Air has to run through it? Um, uh, in some symbolical way. Uh, but actually, it's more related to moisture. Because people are mostly afraid like of rising damp, you know, it will be moisture, you have to put something impermeable, but not, you have to actually think that the lime or clay, it takes moisture when it's uh, like uh, inside air where it's moisture, but then it releases, you know, when it's warmer time. So the house is breathing, it uh, takes moisture and releases it, and you cannot block it with cement or with something impermeable, and then... Uh, uh, not let it breathe because it caused wood to rotten. It caused everything to doesn't actually work. It uh, destroys the balance. So it was very, uh, for me, it, cha uh, it changed my mind totally. You know, lime and cement. <laughs> and yeah, actually that's through conservation. Yes, yes. So I discovered really through digging and then reading. Uh, because in other cultures, it seems that they respect old buildings because there is tu touristic interest, I think, or cultural interest. Here, uh, in Belgrade especially, I mean, it's very sad how people treat old houses and architecture, though there is very valuable uh, buildings and 
while we have big, big crisis in Belgrade concerning architecture and urbanism. I mean, it's, it's in every man, mind, uh, everyone is thinking about this. And what is the crisis? Is it that there isn't a, a kind of, in many countries, there's a, a historical district that, that creates mm. protection over certain... Um, we have... Yeah. We, yeah. Do you have, yeah, we do have, you have that? Or so we you, have, what, what is the we controversy? Have problem, we have problem with the um, uh, economic interest or selfish economic interest of few uh, who want to destroy those buildings and build something bigger to sell apartments. And uh, we have a big mess with politics. There's no opposition. There is a lot of people without any qualification giving decisions. It's, it's really chaotic <laughs> and without hope. I mean, we, uh, we had just last uh, weekend, we had a protest, very big protest for ecology. Uh, because uh, the rivers also are uh, used in this uh, uh, capital, you know, people want to take small rivers to produce electricity, but actually they don't count to destroy the whole ecosystem in this small river um, because of sm uh, the small profits they will get, and state allows it, and it's against the law, and uh, it's <laughs> wild west. I mean, it's crazy here, and it's like uh, wow. since uh, I don't know. 20, 30 years, and it's very, very, very sad and chaotic. And, I, and because I you've been building, this is something you're more involved in now, or have you always known this? You know, as a, as a homeowner, I would think that you have a different perspective on that as well. But I live in a, in a building that is also an old building. I mean, Zemun is a whole city, so I live in one beautiful building that was very intended uh, for humans to enjoy it, uh, it's a good orientation with sunlight, and you know. Uh, so I think uh, architects respected the people who live in those kind of apartments. And uh, now with having a house, it's something else because I don't have this experience. I mean, I'm looking forward to have a small garden and uh, <laughs> to be like my own there. Till now, I'm living in a building with a lot of neighbors. So this is. So you're not living in your in your home yet. It's still not ready to live in. No, no, no. It's, in, it's not. It's not in a shape to live in. No. And when you and when you got it, how how what shape was it in? Did it have running water, well, electricity, or what kind of shape was it in? But it was in horrible shape, and uh, I mean horrible in uh, like references to normal <laughs> living building because the owners didn't take care of it, previous owners. They were intending this should be like destroyed and something else built. So it was not comfortable. It was freezing. It was bad windows. Uh, um, really, really, uh, some additions were there added. You know, people added, they're constructing something additional that really, really blocked sunshine. So I destroyed this hole and reduce it to the minimum and uh, to, to make it most uh, attracting sun and having place for garden. Well, that sounds and exciting. It, when do you expect well, it will be done? When will you move in? Uh, now we are like uh, reached till, uh, to put wooden floors and to finish oh. kitchen and bathroom. So I think it will be this year. I mean, we finished also the attic. And, wow, <laughs> yes, I'm preparing, packing my uh, stuff because my studio where I worked, it actually became some place for stocking a lot of boxes. 
<laughs> so can. have you been able to make work or no? I would have, are, you, are you making any collage or is all your time consumed with the house? Uh, but, uh, I, uh, I, I have a need to create. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry for this. That's okay. Trying. Uh, uh, well, I, because I cannot work in, on a big scale, I did some small collage, and most of my work were, was actually kind of, I'd say, by destiny. Uh, I started the collaboration with Norient. It's a community and audiovisual gallery uh, dedicated to sound of, uh, of the world. Uh, they're based in Switzerland, and they're kind of gathering uh, journalists, uh, composers, musicians, and explore uh, sound and music. And they needed someone to do some visual art for them, for their digital platforms, like SoundCloud. Um, they did festival this year for film. And through recommendation by my friend and colleague, Svetlana Maraš, she's a musician and composer also, uh, they contacted me and we started this collaboration that is now like a year and a half. And I created a lot of digital collages for them that was very exciting and inspirative for me. And I did a poster uh, for their film, film festival that was a big thing for me to see it on photos that is exhibited in um, Switzerland, in Lausanne and Bern. So it was exciting. And when was that? When was when was the film festival that the poster film was for? Film festival. It was in February, and time <clears throat> time zones projects. It's still on. It uh, it is on SoundCloud. I think they presented there, and they gather a lot of uh, interesting uh, artists, musicians to create like uh, experimental compositions with sound. So I was feeling and, and very free. Yeah, that's wonderful. And tell me how, so are you working differently now? You're working digitally before the yes. collage wasn't always digital, right? You're saying since the pandemic or maybe it's sooner, you've been working mm -hmm. in, a, in, in a digital format, digital way with collage? Yes. Yes, I uh, for Norient I work with the uh, digital collage and it's mostly a lot of my photos or materials that, that they send, send me as an inspiration. So I create something that I find very liberating because I don't limit myself except with some emotion that I feel when I read the article or when I see the film. And uh, it's very nice not having limit except the time, the deadline. That is the only limit I have and format also. And about digital I like work, I, also, I did before and I enjoy working digital because I'm also a printmaker. So uh, I was doing some whole serial of work called Digest in 2012, and I continued to work in that frame that uh, consisted in collecting uh, all digitalized advertisements, usually it's from France or uh, America, and uh, uniting them with uh, quotations that I found uh, either funny or uh, smart, and then creating something that reminds to a journal page, newspaper page, and I call it digest, reflecting to reader digest, because it was a concentrate of stuff. And, and this was actually linked to my idea for archive or for gathering things. So also my collage works are, I don't know if you saw them, they're like also overwhelmed with things yeah. and images. And this is all yeah. kind of based in this archive and collecting. And it's like some passion, like collect, collect. That's why I don't have any more space. I mean, it's like loaded with papers I got uh, mostly for free. <laughs> 
That's why you need more space. So, so, so yeah. as a printmaker, you're saying, which is your background, um, yeah, using yeah, I, uh, digital mm-hmm. formats is different. Were you, were you saying that you were combining different things, uh, digital yeah, and pre- traditional yeah. printmaking? Yes, I was preparing uh, digitally. I was preparing for silk screen printing and then uh, uh. printing into, on different. I like to use old papers that are kind of uh, not very expensive and to experiment there to print with silk screen. But that was before when I had the uh, means to work with silk screen. Usually I do digital prints. Uh, but I'm a pain, I finished first the pa- painting, and through silk screen I also experimented with um, finding uh, photos that are very small but intriguing with some small detail and enlarging them because I really enjoyed in this uh, mm-hmm. dot raster dot that you see in printing that's something for me very beautiful. Um, I think Rauschenberg or Borjo, I don't know we can see this uh, raster dot. How is it bent? Yeah. What's the name in English? <laughs> oh, you mean you mean the, you mean the kind of uh, I made it with Lichtenstein who did the 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 yeah, close yes, up of, yes. the, of, yes. of the dots of of in yes. Baron comics. I forgot what you call that as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it's when you get very close. It's how a color separation is made mechanically, yes, yes. And, and, and 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 it's a certain effect, an artifact. Yeah. Yes. And so from these images that I usually find in commercial brochures. I very much enlarge them, so you see the process of printing, and, but you could also recognize the image, and this image that I framed actually showed something that was not perfect and that was not maybe intended to be shown. Usually I find these images in touristic brochures uh, of some people in the background who are actually more normal and natural and not posing, so, and I find this nice and funny at the same time, and uh, I enjoy these discoveries. They bring like some hum- humor. Mm. I like that very well, much. And what, and what mm-hmm. will happen with these? Is there an exhibition coming up? Or, I mean, your website well, is here so people can see more, but is there a, yeah. um, any where uh, they're going to be shown? Or? Yes, with this process of printing, uh, I did it in 2012 mostly because at that time I, I did some master at printmaking. So I had a studio where I could do this stuff. So it was called I Saw Unseen. And it was reflecting actually to the tourist agency and some people who want to travel to see unseen stuff. And uh, I set uh, an exhibition space that also was a, like a travel agency with some table because I enjoy when audience comes to gallery to actually have some other interaction that reflects uh, either to, to the whole exhibition idea or to some history of the gallery space. Uh, uh, so this time it was uh, like a tourist agency with some invented uh, tourist catalogs, brochures, some short animated films that reflect like also advertisements, but actually are all like having some sense of humor, some reflecting on idea of uh, tourism as the cons- um, that is a consumeristic activity of free time. and uh, mm. But other way of working with space and gallery uh, for example, I did exhibition in an old house that became gallery. There I played with this idea of inhabiting a, a someone's house and, or in a, with museum vitrines and stuff. So uh, and what I'm knows, preparing... With, with, your, with your new home, do you expect to have uh, you know, mm-hmm. showcases there? I, I imagine it will be. We, have, work with, yes, uh, we have a, a long corridor. 
So in this house that is kind of shared with the other tenants in the yard, so we thought to exhibit stuff in this long corridor that is kind of public. But for this year, I'm preparing an exhibition in Novi Sad that will be public, uh, that will be in a public place in vitrines, plus vitrines on the street. So this is something that uh, I will consider how it will be presented. It will be in September. That right. sounds exciting. Well, uh, well, yes. there'll be links in here to your to your uh, website, so people can also keep up to date on on that uh-huh. if they're nearby. Uh, Shama, I want to ask you one more question, which is, what are you reading? Um, uh-huh. well, oof, I'm reading uh, Natural Thermoisolation by J.P. Oliva, but recently I read Agatha Christie autobiography. I got this book as a gift, so I read it. Very about good. the yes. No, tell me about that. What, what, what is the book about? About the, you said it's a history, correct? Uh, Agatha Christie wrote her autobiography. You know how she became. Oh, Agatha uh, Christie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was more like a leisure book, but it was nice to discover how she, from the childhood she built up uh, uh, her imagination to become writer. Uh, other books I read recently was George Orwell, uh, Down and Out in London and Paris, that I really kind of felt like, uh, like destiny of an artist here or maybe everywhere, you know, starving artist. Another one was right. Animal Farm. Also, I enjoyed that too. Uh, and mostly I read the children's books now. I mean. <laughs> And what children's books? I'm interested in those too. What kind of children's yeah, books? Yeah, we we got the collection of Tommy, Tommy Ungerer. It's an illustrator from Alsace, and it's very nice how he plays. It's I think also for grown-ups and very beautiful illustrations. And this is mostly like recently. And yes, I wanted to start a bit of science fiction also. But I don't have much time except this scientific reading of <laughs> construction stuff. Of um, course. Well, it sounds like you're getting a lot done. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I forgot to mention uh, uh, for 2020, we were planning an exhibition in Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell me about that. So tell me about that before we go. Yeah. Where, where yes, is that? And I'll put a link we in here for that as well. But, uh, but it's, it will be uh, maybe postponed for 2022. It's curated by Rachel Klipa, and she gathered 11 artists from Serbia, and it's called Among Women, Contemporary Art from Serbia, and it should be open in 937 Gallery in uh, Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. And um, I'm not sure yet for the date because it's all, <laughs> all things are postponed, but it is something exciting for me to present my artworks in uh, new um, surroundings. And Rachel is a very interesting person gathering all of us. That, that, that is exciting. I know Rachel Kripa. That's, that's exciting. So, um, so Shema, congratulations on that. I'm glad you Thank got that you. in there. There will also be more information for anyone listening to this on the website. Shema, thank, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.